Welcome to Something Different from OU Torah, where we give you something different for your learning day. The Gemara tells us that just as when Av enters, we reduce our joy, so too when Adar enters, we increase our joy. It's a nice contrast, but we're talking about Adar. Why bring Av into it? Have you ever wondered about that? I haven't, but Rabbi Daniel Gladstein has. In fact, he has not one, not two, but three potential answers to this question. Here, the first approach with this excerpt from Mashiach on OU holidays entitled Adar, the month from the days of Mashiach. Adar is a great time. Just say, Adar, What does it got to do with Av? It has something to do with Av? Kishem, just like Mishenichnas Av, Mematin Basimcha. Just like when Av comes in, we diminish our joy, so too when Adar comes in, we increase it. What do you mean, so too? What do you mean, just like? It has nothing to do with Av. Let's say Av was a happy time. Then in Adar, we shouldn't be happy? Let's say Av didn't exist. Then in Adar, we shouldn't be happy? Let's say Adar, you, you're supposed to be no emotion at all, not happy and not sad. Then in Adar, we shouldn't be happy? What does Av have to do with Adar? Just say, the simcha of Adar is irrespective of our emotions in the month of Av. So first I saw that Ramosha Shapiro in, uh, is very busy with this question. What's the kishem? Kishem, just like. And then I saw the Vilna Goyen in his commentary to Megillah Sester. He asked the kasha. And the Ksav Soifer asked the kasha. And the Masarekeach of Lezer of Amsterdam asked the question. This is the big question. In America, we would call this the million-dollar question. What's the kishem of the Gemara? Kishem shemishenichnas av with your permission, I would like to share with you this evening three approaches to this question, three amazing approaches. Each approach in and of itself will open up new vistas of understanding of the meaning of Chodesh Adar and the Yom Tov of Purim. There's Halach and Shulchan Aruch. There's actually an entire simon in Shulchan Aruch, simon Tav Kav Samach and Arachayim that one always has to remember Chorben Beis HaMikdash. Not only that, one has to make a Zecher to the Beis HaMikdash. Lasois Zecher L'Chorben. So we know if you build a new home and you're building it from scratch, right opposite your doorway, you have to have an Amma by Amma that is unplastered as Zecher L'Chorben. Many people do that, and even if you don't build it from scratch, if you repaint it, then also it's better to have an area, an Amma by Amma, that is unpainted. But there are many other remembrances we're supposed to make for the Chorben, and they're basically not really observed. Here's an example. The Shulchan Aruch says, if you have a big Suda, you should leave over one place unset. Zecher L'Chorben. Who does that? I don't think anybody does that. The Bir Halacha wonders, why doesn't anybody do that anymore? But that's a Halacha in Shulchan Aruch. Or the Shulchan Aruch says, when you make a suda, you should bring out, you, you bring out all your nice kalim. Don't bring out every last kli. Leave something in the sideboard. You're not go, you don't want to take out all your nice kalim. Why? Zecher l'chorben. What about if it's a suda's mitzvah? Do you still make a zecher l'chorben? Says the taz, even at a suda's mitzvah, you make a zecher l'chorben. 
Are there any exceptions to this rule? Is there ever a time you don't make a Zechel Chorben? Says Rabbi Yaakov Emden in the Marok Tziah, there's one Suda a year, you don't make Zechel Chorben. You don't remember the Beis HaMikdash. What is it? Sudas Purim. Don't make Zechel Chorben by Sudas Purim. The Shari Tshuva quotes Rabbi Yaakov Emden and he codifies that in fact, Sudas Purim, forget about the Beis HaMikdash. Don't make a Zechel Chorben. Hafla You finish Shas, Bavli, Yushalmi, make a Zechel Chorben. You're like Reb Chaim Kanievsky, Sifra, Sifri, Mechilta, Medrash, make a Zechel Chorben. But Sudas Purim? No, Sudas Purim, you don't make a Zechel Chorben. You have a Nesuin and a Pidyon Aben with the Siyam Shas? No, you're going to make a Zechel Chorben. But not Sudas Purim. Why not, why not Sudas Purim? Says Rabbi Akim, you know what? You know why not Sudas Purim? Because since on Purim, Chayiv Inish Levesume Bepuraya Adeloyada Beinarhaman Levarach Mordechai. Since you need to become so intoxicated on Purim that you don't know the difference between Arhaman and Barach Mordechai, you don't make a Zechel Chorben. What does that mean even? Because you have to drink a lot, you don't have to remember the Beis Hamikdash. Why wouldn't you have to remember the Beis Hamikdash? And Bechlau, this is a very difficult mitzvah. This is one of the most unusual mitzvahs in the Torah, where the Torah says, we want you to do that which we usually warn you is like the worst possible thing. I mean, think, think about all the bad things that have happened in the history of the world, and what was the main cause. So let's start with Adam Arishan and Gan Eden, right? So he's there for uh, an hour, and God says, look, Adam, you want to eat oranges, you want to eat apricots, you want to eat bananas, you can, even, you can eat buxer. Why anybody would ever eat buxer beats me, who knows. You can eat whatever you want. Just don't eat a grape. And Adam Rishon says, why not? I can never eat a grape. So it says, you can eat, eat a grape in an hour. When Shabbos starts, you'll make Kiddush. But don't make early Kiddush. Don't have a Kiddush club, Adam Rishon. So Adam Rishon's looking at the clock. It's early, but he can't contain himself. So he drinks the wine. And because he drank the wine, he brought Misa La'olam. And now people have to go to work for a living. And there's all the ills of society, all pain, all tzara. Why? Wine. And then you have a man by the name of Noyach. And Noyach, the whole world is destroyed. He opens up the teva. And what does he do? He takes a misstep. With what? With Yayin. And then, like half of mankind, they're cursed, or Canaan. Wine is not a good thing. Like half of Sefer Mishlei is don't drink too much. Don't drink too much. Don't get angry, but, and also don't drink too much. And by the way, you shouldn't drink a lot. So, the Tanakh keeps on warning us about the, the dangers of Yayin. And here the Yivan Shalom tells us, Al Yidei the Amoyroim, that on comes Purim, you're supposed to become so inebriated that you don't know the difference between Arahama and Baruch Mordechai. I mean, you're putting people's lives in peril. You're jeopardizing people's health. How could there be such a mitzvah? And then not to know the difference between Haman and Mordechai. That's the whole purpose of Purim. The whole purpose of Purim is to wipe out Haman and to elevate Mordechai. Bruchim. 
You know, Chazal say you have to say Borach Morachai and Olohaman. Oh, and also drink so much so you don't know who's who. I mean, how do you reconcile that? So there's a classic Perosh Amigilas Esther. This is perhaps the most fundamental Perosh Amigilas Esther from one of the Kadmonim, Rabbi Lazar Ashkenazi, the author of Maseh Hashem. He wrote a famous Haggadah, Maseh Hashem. And the name of this parish is Yosef Lekach. In the new editions of the Bir Hagra, Amigal Sasser of Shlema. Um, what? Shlema Brevda, thank you. On the bottom is published the Yosef Lekach. Says the Yosef Lekach, he says, well, why would Chazal institute a mitzvah to get so drunk on Purim? We know all the dangers of drinking. Says the Yosef Lekach, you have to understand the historical context of the story of Purim. Think about when it happened. Seventy years earlier, Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. And the Yidin were watching the Beis HaMikdash go down in flames, and they were weeping, they were crying, and they were being led by the waters of Babylon. And the captors said, No, sing to us, serenade us, sing to us some of the songs of Yishalayim. And they said, What? We can't sing about Yerushalayim when we're in Chorbin. And they took a shvua, they took an oath. They said, They said, our tongue should be parched. If I don't remember Yerushalayim, if Yerushalayim is not at the forefront of my mind, we swore that God should parch our throats and our tongues. And then Nebuchadnezzar said, no, play some music. And the Levim said, we're not going to play music for you. And they went ahead and they bit off their thumbs. So they walked around for 70 years without thumbs. It's not easy not to have a thumb. Do you know how many Levim came back in the times of the second base Hamikdash? Yevamis, Daf Peivav, the Gemara says... There were no Levim. So Tosis asked, there were no Levim in the times of the second base of Mikdash, but Asara Yuchsen Alulabavel. Says Tosis, yeah, none of the young Levim came back, and the only Levim that came back were the old Levim that had already bitten off their thumbs, so there was nobody to play music in the second base of Mikdash. So Ezra got fed up, and he says, you know what? We take away Masarishan from the Levim. So the Jews could not live without a Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash was is the life force of the Jew. So Mordechai comes along and says, Yidin, we know your lives were in peril, you were in danger, and the Yibbani Shalom saved you, so you know what we're going to do now? Mishta v'simcha v'yomtov. And Klai Yisrael say, Yomtov? Why, we're going to build the Beis HaMikdash? Mordechai no, the Beis HaMikdash is b'chorbana. So the Yidin says again, Yomtiv without a base hamikdash? Oh, we're going to sit down and rejoice without a base hamikdash? How can you rejoice without a base hamikdash? We swore. We can't have Purim. No Purim. The Gemara even says Mordechai tried to institute a Yomtiv, and Klai Yisrael said, Nice try. Nah, no thanks, Mordechai. 
So Mordechai Ubezdinai, they stroked their beards and they thought, how can we get Klal Yisrael to celebrate the greatest Yeshua in history? After all, that Rizal writes, the aura poem, there was never a light like this in the history of the world. So Mordechai had an einfall. He's going to be misaking that one day a year Klal Yisrael has to forget about the Beis Hamikdash. And therefore, Mordechai was misaking that on Purim you have to drink but you can't, you can't say that. You can't say that. Can you imagine if it said in Shulchan Aruch, That would be sacrilegious. So Mordechai told everyone, listen, until you forget about me. You get it? You understand what I mean? And they said, oh, yeah, we got it, Mordechai. They would never write, you need to drink until you forget about the Avis HaMikdash. But that's why there's a mitzvah to drink, which I think would exempt many people from drinking, Bizman The whole reason to drink is to forget about the Avis Some people are on such a high madriga, they don't even need the Yayan to forget about the Avis HaMikdash. So the whole tachris of drinking on Purim is to be able to enjoy one to have temporary amnesia to temporarily forget about the Beis HaMikdash, to enjoy the salvation of Purim. So now the Pesach of Rabbi Yaakov Emden is crystal clear. It says, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, there's one day a year you don't make a zeichel l'chorben. When? Purim. Why? It says, Rabbi Yaakov because chayiv inish l'besumei b'pareh. What does one thing have to do with the other? It's obvious, it's pashat. The whole purpose of Purim is to forget for one day a year about the great destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, to put it aside, to block it out of your mind. Yes, we swore, but we're not going to think about that today. Today we need to just celebrate the fact that in the Golas HaKadosh Baruch Hu saved us and protected us. So if there's one day a year we don't remember Beis HaMikdash, it's Purim. Like what you just heard? Hear the rest of that cheer and much more on OUTorah.org or by using the OUTorah app for iOS and Android.